episode of Whatever Laura Wants, a podcast hosted by me, Laura Minert. We have officially reached spring. We have passed the first day. I am hoping that means we are legitimately going to get some good weather. We put patio lights up on our patio. We have half the patio furniture one step closer. Thank goodness. But yeah, let's get forward to spring. Let's move on with winter. I am ready for it. Here we go. Also, Happy March Madness to all those who celebrate. Personally, I kind of don't give a shit about March Madness, and I'm very sorry if that offends you. I Basketball is one of those that, like, I don't care about it unless I'm seeing it in real life, and even then, I don't care about how the teams are doing. Like, NBA, don't care. I mean, it's always nice when Iowa or Iowa State makes it, but... I don't follow it very well. I have never filled out a March Madness bracket, which may come as a shock. I thought about it a couple years ago, and of course we always do one at work, but I I just never did it. I don't really know why. I love betting on things. I love the gamble of it. I love picking choices for no reason, as you may recall from my master's pool episode way, way back at the beginning of this whole journey. But yeah, I just have never gotten into March Madness. Several guys at work in my office, you know, took Thursday, Friday off last week so that they could celebrate and watch all day. I know everyone's boyfriend is just sitting at home or at the bar watching whatever. And they have it on at work. People are like playing it on their laptops. And I'm just like, I don't really care. My limited basketball knowledge, I guess, experience might be the better word. You know, we have Iowa State, which is about 40 minutes away from me up in Ames, and I have gone to a few games. Grant is an Iowa State fan, unfortunately, so we always attend those. We've gone to a couple, and then I've been lucky enough to our CEO of our company has tickets, and sometimes when he can't go to the games, they will give away tickets, and I have have had a chance to use his lovely tickets a couple times. You know, it includes a super great parking spot. It typically includes access to this little club bar area for season ticket holders, which you know I'm only in it for the free drinks. And when I say free, I guess now that I'm thinking of it, the snacks are free, the drinks are not. But (laughs) either way, I like attending that kind of thing in person. Actually, so when Grant and I used to go to Iowa State games, you know, we obviously haven't this year because of covid There is a little restaurant really close to the stadium up there, and we would always get Long Island iced teas, which you know is not a great choice to Long Island iced tea, and then this happened to be a game before we had the sweet tickets. So we got Long Island iced teas. We went and had some beers at the game. We went back and had more Long Island iced teas. (laughs) One of our friends was our driver. Uh, We got home, and... You know what happened? Both of us puked that night. So (laughs) do I remember what happened at the basketball game? No, not really. But we had some great drinks and a good time. My other experience with basketball, there is a D-level, I think, basketball team here in Des Moines. They used to be called the Iowa Energy. Now they're the Iowa Wolves. And my mom is a music professor. And her choir, they would always sing the national anthem like once a year at basketball games. So that was always kind of a fun thing. I get to go back and like join the choir and pretend I'm in college again. 
and sing the national anthem and do that. But way back in the day, my best friend Adrian, her dad would get tickets from his company and they would be floor seat, like club level, whatever floor seat tickets. They would include a meal or snacks, depending on what night of the week it was. And then again, access to my favorite thing, a bar right there on the main level. So we would go to these games and honestly do not know how it started, but somehow the mascot of the Iowa Energy at the time just kind of was like flirting with us. And I know that sounds stupid because the mascot, like their little literal job is to interact with people, but this mascot was feeling it. And we were kind of just like joking along with it because of course we had no idea what this man, person, woman underneath the costume looked like. No idea at all. So we're at this game. We're feeling it. We're getting drinks. There was a bartender there named Salicious and, or Salicia? One of those. And then she would make a drink for us called the Salicious. There we go. Must be Salicia. And so we're like double fisting Salicious drinks and feeling good and had been messing with this mascot the entire game. He was kept coming around to us. After the game, we are standing outside the stadium waiting for our Uber and this dude comes up to us and is like, hey, I hope we look great as good in our pictures as like I thought we did. And we were like, who the fuck is this rando dude? Why are you talking to us? Whatever. And it took us a very long time to like put it together. And then finally he mentioned something and we're like, holy shit, the mascot Surge has come out and talked to us and is meeting up with us in real life. And I have to say, this is not my finest moment. I was feeling all these drinks that we had been pounding. And we were going to a comedy show after this, on this particular evening. So I invited this man to come to the comedy show with us. I just decided, you know what? Drunk Laura was feeling it. Let's have this random mascot man join us for a little date, three-way date, kind of, because of course, Adrian was there too. Action. Uh, He shows up, which I did not think he was going to. We're at this comedy show. This is one of the couple times that I almost got kicked out of somewhere. Because again, I had been feeling all the drinks. I was too loud talking my way through it. Shocking, I know that I was talking. And they were like, ma'am, you need to be quiet. We're going to have to ask you to leave. And so, yeah, this dude showed up. And we like sat through a comedy show and then traded phone numbers and then he wanted to take me out on a date later in the week. And I was like, okay, whatever. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Looking back, all the things I know now, would I say he was more attractive in the mascot uniform than out of it? Yes, I would. Do I have regrets? Slightly, but it makes for a good story, which is forthcoming. So Serge, the basketball mascot, decides that he wants to take me out on a date. We make plans to go to dinner, and I think he picked me up. That sounds right. Yes, so he must have picked me up. Anyway, not that that's important. We go to dinner, and besides the fact that he was a mascot, which should have been my first red flag, his whole family was in the mascotting business. I guess his dad had done it as well. Not that there's anything wrong with the family business, you know what I'm saying. But his Dad was in the business, and we get to dinner, and we both order, and then he barely eats anything. And I'm sorry, but when I'm on a date, you know what I'm going to do? 
eat dinner when there was dinner in front of me. And it was very weird because he was hardly eating anything. And I'm like mowing down on this hamburger or something. And then he's kind of start talking to me about his hobbies. And I'm realizing that he's a little bit of a nerd. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. And I'm like, okay, we don't really have a lot in common here. So this is probably isn't going to go anywhere. And then he tells me that he wants me to come to a game like in a week or so. And I'm going to come to this game and I'm going to sit with his family because they are also going to the game. And when I tell you that I was so caught off guard, I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea, sir. Like we have barely been talking for like an hour and now in a week you want me to meet your family because you want us to kick it off and it's going to be great and fantastic and happy fairy tale and this is meant to be. He also tells me he's feeling butterflies already, and of course, that's why he wants me to meet his family. And this is over a dinner, and I am like, yikes, I have got to get out of this. But of course, he asks me if he wants to go, if I want to go somewhere else after dinner. And I was in a moment in my life where I was being too nice, and I said, okay, well, what do you have in mind? So he wants to go to karaoke, live band karaoke at another bar that we had in town. And I'm like, okay, well, I like karaoke, so let's freaking go. So we go to this other bar. We're sitting at the bar watching karaoke, and he signs up to sing something. And when it's his turn to go up to sing, he wanted me to give him a kiss for good luck. And I was like, sir, we are not doing this. We are not on this level. Here's a weird side hug. So as if this date wasn't going weird or bad or whatever, just not feeling it, I am sitting at the bar And who walks in but this dude that I went on a couple dates with that then turned into my casual hookup buddy. And hookup buddy is drunk. So he's in there. I see him. He sees me. I tell mascot that I'm going to go say hi because I know this dude. He's like, great, whatever. I go over there. Hookup guy greets me by kissing me on the mouth. I am, like, pushing him away as soon as that happens. I'm like, ah, sorry, sir. I am here on a date with someone else. Really don't need you kissing me in front of him. I'm not saying I like this other dude, but, like, maybe not the most appropriate thing. So he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, whatever. Anyway, I go back to Mascot. I decide I might as well rip this Band-Aid because I don't know what he saw, didn't see. It wasn't very far apart. And I tell him that, hey, just so you know, that is my old friend, whoever, and he just kissed me. And when I tell you that this mascot started physically shaking because he wanted to go fight my hookup, not a lie. I had to like pat, pat his hand because I didn't want to like actually touch him more than this to comfort him and talk him down off the ledge that please do not go fight this man that I am like legitimately like have a relationship with more than you, sir, who I have known for about two hours. He was shaking and he's like, I'm going to defend you like one of my family. And again, I'm like, you know, in the right moment, maybe this would be sweet, but we barely know each other. So please don't think you need to fight people who are actually more important to me than you are. So we get past all of this. We get to go home. He was also trying to get me drunk. I think it was like a Sunday night. I was like, sir, I have to work tomorrow. I'm going to have like one drink at the bar. I know, shocking. One of the moments of my life that I was responsible Anyway, he drives me home and he's like, oh, hey, I'm moving in a couple months or whatever. Can I come see your apartment? And I'm like, ugh, bro, I can see right through this. Like, I know what this is, 
but whatever. I have an outside entrance at that point, like come up the patio. You could peek inside. So we walk up the steps and I was like, you can't come in because like my roommate's in there, but I'll open the door so you can see. He looks in, takes a look around and I'm like, okay, great. Like, thanks for the date. See you later. And then he tries to kiss me again and I have to sideswipe him because I'm like, we are not doing this. Like after everything that we have gone through tonight. And he lingers for a minute longer, and then we have to do that whole routine again. And I'm like, do you not get the picture that I am not going to kiss you right now? Thank you. Goodbye. So finally, he leaves. And it was probably the worst date of my actual entire life between him wanting to meet him to meet me to meet my family, me to meet my family, me to meet his family, him not eating, us having nothing in common, him trying to fight <laughs> a guy that I go way back with, him not getting the hint. But, of course, he was like, well, if you ever want tickets to a game, just let me know. And, you know, your girl is a little bit shady and likes to take advantage of relationships. So best believe a few nights later, I did get a pair of tickets and my friend and I went to go see a basketball game. And then nothing really happened from there. I kind of had to turn him down. But, of course, he still is the mascot there, even though they changed franchises. And I get to see him often. And he still remembers me. And the next time we saw him, I think shortly after that, he came up to me and did a little heart with his hands and then cracked it in half because I have shattered this mascot's heart. And long story short, that is the extent of me in basketball. I like drinking at it. I like watching it when other things are involved. And mascots love me, and I don't know what to do about it. Next, I want to talk about some updates in general, things that we have talked about before. The first being, there is more freaking J-Lo and A-Rod news. How? Why? I don't freaking know. But apparently, you know, last time we weren't sure if they were together. We thought the engagement might be called off. But as of this past weekend, they're back together and they've just been sucking face constantly. Literally, the headline is, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez can't stop kissing after breakup. Everyone keeps seeing them making out all the time. We still don't know if they're engaged, but apparently now they can't get enough of each other. I'm not really sure what kind of publicity ploy this is. Maybe this is just something they like are excited about. I don't know. Very weird. That is all we knew at this point. Stay tuned, I guess, for more updates because who knows what they're doing. Next, I talked a couple weeks ago about... Gator Briefs, the delightfully fantastic croc underwear. Well, special shout out to my friend Carrie at work. She sent me something else, another croc accessory that I think you all need to know about. And they are croc nuts. And when I say nuts, I mean, yes, nuts like the dangly thing by a penis. Nuts, like nuts that you would hang off your truck if you're rednecky and from the South, or maybe just from Southern Iowa, no offense. But they are little plasticky looking ball sacks and they come in different colors and you literally hook them on the back of your croc strap so that they dangle by your ankle. I will, of course, post a picture. But I, as usual, have questions. Who is buying these? Why? Where do you even get them? Not that I want any. But why do you want a ball sack hanging off of your heel? I don't know. Questions. Also, update-wise, kind of not an update, but I talked a lot about, like, weird swimsuit, underboob stuff a couple weeks ago. 
I have seen something kind of along the same lines that is just super weird and needs to be shared. Somebody posted a picture of like the perfect, it's like the perfect lingerie does not exist. And it is a photo of burger lingerie. I know that might be confusing. Let me explain. There's like a bra that looks like burger buns. The straps are lettuce. Then there's like tomatoes and cheese poking out. Then it has a garter belt that looks like lettuce. And then the panties are a bun with ketchup kind of dripping down over a little burger. And then it has little like extra pieces of fabric flaps that are the toppings again. More cheese, more lettuce, more tomatoes. I think this is hilarious and also super fetishy. I don't understand. But who is wearing this? Where are you wearing it? Why are you wearing it? Just think it's super funny. Don't know what to do with it. I will post a picture so that I'm not alone in seeing this weirdness. Kind of along the same lines again, but not. Uh, It has come to my attention that I have learned a lot of secrets about people recently. And, you know, they're kind of like shady, not shady, but like related to like more, less PG kind of things. The first being that I just learned about what a thing called a blackout party. My first thought was, do I know what a blackout party is? Like blackout lights, blackout like you're trying to blackout to get drunk. Those are my first two options. But apparently none of that is right at all. A blackout party is something where like an organizer rents out an entire hotel or a house. They blackout all of the windows And then it is this weekend-long rave, orgy, like, skinny-dipping, have all the sex, do all the drugs, do all the drinking, swingers party. And the only reason I got told about this is that I have a friend whose boyfriend's step-parents apparently are swingers, go to these parties all the time, and they're actually at one this weekend. And I was shocked. I was like, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. First of all. Who organizes this? Like, surely we can't just be advertising this in on the internet. Like, it's got to be a select group of people, right? Like, I can't just show up. Second of all, does the hotel know that this is what this is? I mean, I suppose if they rent the entire hotel, they would have to. But my friend told me that her boyfriend, like, went to go drop something off, and they wouldn't even let him in the hotel because he was not on the invite list. So surely, like, they know about this. Tying it back to the burger lingerie... He went to go drop something off for his parent or whatever. And I guess she came out to get him to like meet him in booty shorts, a bralette, and a unicorn horde headband. Now, I don't know about you, but personally, I would not love to see any of my parents dressed in this kind of thing. And I wouldn't want to know if they were going to this kind of thing. Dave and Anita, if you're going to swingers parties and like blackout parties and getting crunk on the weekend... Please don't tell me about it. Not something I want to see. You do you. Please live your best life. So yeah, they come up, like they go to hotels all the time. And I'm just like, is everyone involved swingers? Like, what are the rules? Are some people there just to do drugs and drink? Is everyone hooking up with everyone? Also, can I get invited just to observe? Because no offense to the parents involved, but I've seen a photo and... No, thank you. I would not like to participate in that kind of activity with these people. 
but I'm just have a lot of questions and would like to casually watch. Like, I don't want to get involved, but I just have so many questions. How is this thing happening? How do we get invited? Who is hosting? How many people are there? Is there a dress code? Is this legitimately, like, are they doing any other activities besides sex and drinking and drugs all weekend? I don't know. Maybe I'm very naive, which is probably true. (laughs) But I just need a lot more information. So that's a blackout party. That's what I just learned. One secret down. The next secret I have learned this week, I have a friend of a friend, and this one is kind of gross. Not gross. Anyway, the terminology, whatever. Friend of a friend who apparently in his entire life, and I think he's got to be like 26, 27, something like that. This man has never worn a condom in his entire life. Along those same lines, has never finished inside of a woman. I say this knowing that he has a long-term girlfriend. They live together. He is pulling and praying every day of his life. Also, sir, I feel like I've been saying sir a lot this episode, but sir, have you ever had an STD check? Because I have a lot of questions, again, about what what your safety level is. You've never used a condom in your entire life. Let's assume that you lost your virginity, maybe like when you were like 18-ish, being generous. You've been having sex for like eight years with who knows how many people. I don't need to know that. I'm just saying. Surely you have to have something. Like... What are you doing? Also, why? Like, what? just why? Is your girlfriend not on birth control? Have no girls been on birth control? Don't you want to protect yourself in any way, shape, or form? What are you doing? Also, one of those things that I appreciate knowing, don't know what to do with it. So now I'm spilling it out into the void, using no names, and y'all can just take guesses if you know me in real life on who it is. Next, other secrets I have learned recently. So clearly... I'm not a big drug person. Not that I would tell you all if I was, but like, I think we can clearly tell that I'm not. I have learned that there are some important figures in the community that do drugs. Specifically, something along the powder version of things. And they deal directly with drug dealers. And when I say this is because friend of a friend knows the drug dealer and has said that they have seen these people. And I'm like, if I were as powerful and well-known as the people who are doing the drugs are, why wouldn't you send someone to do your drugs for you? Like, to pick them up. Like, get a messenger. Hire anyone. But you're going to show your face to a drug dealer when everyone can see, when they can see who you are and know that you're, like, XYZ in the community and have a lot of influence and power? We're just not afraid of being caught? I guess maybe no one else cares that they're doing drugs. Like, it just leads me to more questions that I will not share on this podcast. But, again, if I had a lot of money and I was going to do drugs, I wouldn't go buy them myself. I would send someone. Just to keep it a little anonymous. Not trying to have this shit tracked back to me. Maybe that's just not common policy. I don't know. Just feels like not the right move. Send someone else to get your drugs if you are important or hold a position of power in the world. That's all. Uh, I think that is the last of the secrets that I have learned this week. Just a lot going on. Kind of still touching on the whole sex blackout party weirdness. 
I did have to laugh the other day because there was a news news headline around here that apparently there was a suspicious wow talking is hard suspicious package at the gay bar in the East Village here and it had to be investigated because of course everyone thought it was a bomb of some kind which is awful and tragic and terrible that we even have to go through this however it did not turn out to be a bomb it turned out to be a box of condoms and I think that's hilarious not the bomb threat potentially questioning but just the fact that they were like let's investigate all of this oh just kidding it's a box of condoms at the gay bar please everyone have safe sex thank you speaking of safe sex but not i have a friend who her friend is pregnant and they just did a little gender reveal and normally gender reveals i'm kind of like ugh, over it don't do anything crazy like don't bring your house down don't do anything stupid but she had a great gender reveal that i'm like okay if this is how gender reveals are going to be going in the future I like it. I would do it. I would have my friends do it. But she did the color of shot that she was having, boy or girl. And so I guess she's having a girl. So they did pink shots. And I'm like, okay, again, maybe just showing my alcoholic tendencies here. But this is the kind of gender reveal that is right up my alley. Please keep things like this coming. Speaking of alcohol, finally, just a little St. Patty's Day update. We had a great afternoon drinking. We had all the jello shots. Of course, everywhere was $1 jello shots. That was amazing. We only went to two places. Fairly COVID compliant. We had our sequin masks. We didn't really talk to anybody we didn't know. Although one dude was talking to us about how he has a 13-year-old daughter who's gorgeous and he's worried about how to stop men from looking at her. And we're like, we can't help you, bro. But if you're not going to buy us drinks, please stop talking to us. One move that I did really appreciate is that this girl and her mom were walking around trying to sell Girl Scout cookies in the bar. And I'm like, if this is not a genius move, I don't know what is. They had the boxes in the car. They would go around, ask if you wanted to buy any, and then pot them off on drunk people. Great move for them. Not so great for the people that bought them because are you going to eat a whole box of Girl Scout cookies in one sitting while you're at the bar? Probably not. But it did work out for us in the sense that People would buy Girl Scout cookies, and then we got offered twice for girl to eat some Girl Scout cookies because these people had a box they didn't want to carry around all day. We did some karaoke. It was another opportunity where it was lots of old people doing karaoke, which is, you know, my favorite thing. But karaoke started so early, and there were so many old people that, of course, they were snagging all my songs again. Whatever, I guess I just got to figure out some more songs and maybe sing something from this generation. But we had an awesome time. Made it to work the next day. Shockingly not hungover. Everyone was amazed that I made it. Just want to pat myself on the back on this podcast and in real life. The highly successful St. Patty's Day. Definitely we'll do it again next year. And hopefully it'll be what it once was. Tent parties, parades, all the things. Finally this week, it is time for our unsolicited recommendation. I realized this week that I have not watched anything that is new, probably because I've been busy. We had St. Patty's Day. I had Bachelor finale. Then we just were playing catch up on our normal shows. But I do have an older show that I want to recommend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I believe it is on Netflix still. This is one of those shows that it, of course, ties in musical stuff. 
Uh, Rachel Bloom is the writer and star of it. And it's about this girl who isn't really happy with her lawyer career. And then she runs into her fling from like summer camp and decides that it's a sign that she needs to move where he is because they were meant to be. And it's all about how she's trying to get with him. So she moves her whole life, has some hilarious songs, talks a lot about like mental health and, but then it's just also super funny. And there's of course plenty of great supporting characters Rachel actually wrote a book that I got for my birthday called I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are. And of course, I can't say the title with hardly thinking of The Little Mermaid. Not that I will sing it for you now, but you know what I mean. Have yet to start it. It is on my list. But Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, super good. Again, if you don't like musicals, you might not like this. Now that the whole thing is a musical, but there's a lot of songs thrown in here and there. It is one of those shows that I started watching it and I had two friends tell me that I was Rachel and the main girl. And I was like, I don't think I'm as emotionally unstable as this girl. And I don't think I would follow my childhood camp crush across the country. But who knows? I appreciate it, maybe. So thank you. Not sure. Anyway, there's, I think, three seasons of it on Netflix. Super good. A couple of super catchy songs. One, I think, what's it called? Heavy Boobs delightful i love the sexy getting ready song and it's just a quality time 10 of 10 would recommend and that is going to do it this week for another episode of whatever laura wants as always please rate review subscribe tell a friend tell a couple friends do all the things i would really appreciate it thank you for listening to me and all my life saga stories Hopefully it gives you a little entertainment during the week. Have a great Tuesday, and I will see you guys next Tuesday.